Show Hour 3, Wednesday, November 23rd. This show brought to you every day by our friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE is the place to be. Hey, I mean, you want a big-time Christmas gift? Uh, Check out Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Bad Boy Mowers. Top-of-the-line Bad Boy Mowers. They've got the CF Motos there as well. Uh, The hottest name in the industry, the power sports industry, CF Moto, full line bad boys, all the CF Motos, extreme outdoor equipment in Newcastle is the place. Uh, it is a dream come true for the man in your life. Trust me. So go check them out this Christmas season. Uh, great to have Porter Moser on. We appreciate that. His team will be heading over to practice today. And then they will get set for uh, action tomorrow against Nebraska. Friday then, if they win, Friday they would play the late game um, against either Seton Hall or Memphis. Trying to pull up, Drake, the bracket right now so I can get people exact times here. And then they do not play Saturday, the final day of games here will be on Sunday. And it's one of those things where the championship game is not necessarily the last game on Sunday because they try to slot it in when TV wants it the most and everything. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Bracket. Um, so tomorrow at 10 a.m. Oklahoma time, Florida State and Siena. What are these games on, Drake? Uh, hmm. Is it on two or you or does it tell me on what I'm looking at right now? Let's. I bet see. I could look in the game notes. Uh, I'm go. trying to pull it up right here too. So it looks Look. like the OU game is on Big ESPN. Okay. So I don't know if the whole event is on Big ESPN. It is called the ESPN Events Invitational. Yeah. So you would I, think it'll... I think that's a safe assumption. But I, I didn't know if they were kicking it to two or... You know. Plus or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It looks like, okay. yeah, uh, Friday will be on ESPN at 4 p.m. And then... Thursday. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thursday, sorry. Did I say Friday? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's okay. Um, Friday... You also said the, What I was going to say that's is okay. Friday they don't have up yet because obviously that game 
is still in flux as in terms of who's going to play where. So yeah, okay. So tomorrow's bracket: 10 a.m. Florida State versus Siena. 12:30. These are Oklahoma times. Ole Miss and Stanford. That's a good game. Four o'clock will be the OU Nebraska game, and then 6:30 Memphis and Seton Hall. If OU wins, they will then play at seven o'clock Friday night. If they were to lose the Nebraska game, they would play the 4:30 game on Friday. And the championship game, if you're if you're fortunate enough to get there, Sunday 12:30 tip off for the championship game. It would actually be the uh, second game of the day on Sunday. So, if you're not in the championship, depending on what your path is, you would play at some other point on Sunday. But OU's hoping hoping to play. 4 o'clock Thursday, 7 o'clock Friday, 12.30 on Sunday. That would be the ideal path. Chad McKee, by the way, will be here to call the uh, Sunday game whenever that would take place. Now, I did do some research, Drake, on our debate last hour. It wasn't really a debate. It was a question over the terminology. It is roughshod. Okay. I did look it up, and uh, but I have I had no idea what it means. This is interesting. It goes back to kind of uh, archaic wartime days, almost medieval kind of a thing, mm-hmm. where they would put nail heads and stuff on the shoes of their horses sticking out. And it would help them with traction when they would run, but it would also, when they would, it would serve as a weapon. For when they came in contact with enemies, like the horses would be weaponized as well. So it was mostly a traction thing, but it also was kind of a weapon in war times. If you would have your have the hooves of the horses that had like a stuff coming out of them, you know, whatever that may whatever they may be, little little nails and stuff coming out of them. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? Be trampled by a horse. Oh. That's what rough running roughshod over someone means you got trampled by a horse with nails sticking out of yeah. his shoes. They've been shod with uh, something rough on the bottom of them. Goodness gracious. Now, Talk about the, insult to injury. Even though this has now been established, I would ask you to please continue to say, say roughshod. Roughshod. Yeah. For the rest of your life. I think that I think if, if he's listening, there's about a 90% <laughs> chance that that's how – Teddy Lehman will be saying it moving forward, too. So, <laughs> you know, that's for sure, at least on uh, the afternoon show. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Teddy likes to be a troublemaker. So, we shall see. We shall, we shall indeed see. Um, how you feeling about Saturday night, by the way, Drake? Uh, I, I don't love these weather forecasts all of a sudden. Uh, we we had this beautiful forecast just last weekend to where it was going to be sunny and it's going to be in the 60s on Saturday uh-huh. and nothing to worry about, clear skies. Now it's like, okay, well, we've got this potential snowstorm coming in Thursday, Friday that's going to But we're not playing Thursday or Friday, Yeah, Drake. but I mean, still, this is going to complicate travel and everything. I I don't love it, okay? Boy, I tell you what you shouldn't love 
is Chris Plank's mood oh, man. when he finds out he might be driving through snow to get to <laughs> Lubbock while you are on the airplane with the team. Actually, he might be in better spirits because that might terrify him as far as if he had to fly with uh, snow potentially being on the ground. Cause you know He's how- still going to give you a hard time about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, do you have a suit, Drake? I do. I have two of them. Okay, you're going to need one. Okay, so you recommend only wearing one, not two of them? Yes. Okay. But you're going to have to wear one on the flight with the team, Drake. Yes. It, Brent Venables does not mess around, and he requires everyone on that flight to have a coat and tie on. So uh, just want to make sure you're prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. I have both of those things, a coat and a tie. What uh, what color suit are you going with for this trip? Uh I don't know. Uh, I'll get your opinion on this. I've got a navy with a light pinstripe on it. Hmm. That sounds very professional. And then I've got a chocolate brown suit. Dark chocolate. That's, that sounds terrible. I would go uh, navy pinstripe. Okay. Chocolate brown uh, sounds... Like maybe it came off, uh, it came out of the seventies or something like that. No, it's Is a, a good-looking chocolate it's brown a, suit. It's a dark chocolate brown suit. I mean, it's not in, milk chocolate. No, no. Mm-hmm. I'd go navy pinstripe would be my preference. That's With a red, that's my favorite suit. Some sort of a red or crimson tie would be appropriate. Do you have that? Yes. Okay. All right, you sounded you hesitated. Are you lying to me right now? No. Okay. Now, how are you going to work it after the game? Because you got to get your suit back on. Do we? Have you because, thought about this? Uh, uh, that is a question I have on that is, do we really need to? Because I feel like Ted and Gabe have not done that. Does the team travel home in suits? I think that they do, but... I don't think that Ted gets back in his suit. I'll have to ask him. I'm sure if I ask uh, Ted, he'll probably just say, yeah, I put it back on just to uh, watch me be stupid and spend an extra five, ten minutes uh, changing into a suit. If the team the is suiting back up, you got to suit back up, Drake. You're part of the team on this trip. Okay. Right? I don't know if the team suits back up or not to go home. Yeah. I Honestly, after the game, maybe not. Maybe they wear sweats home. I have no idea. I think it kind of is – I think what uh, Ted and Gabe have uh, at least alluded to is that it's possible that's a little bit more lax if uh, they get a dub, if they gotcha. lose. It's, Part uh, of the reward is you don't have to wear your suit home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you lose, yeah. we're suiting up. That's okay. right. So I'm looking at a forecast right now. It says high of 47 on Saturday in Lubbock. Uh, sunshine along with some clouds, wind at around 15 miles an hour. Then Saturday night, it gets down to 33. So at 6.30, I bet we're right in the middle of that. You know, yeah. it's not going to be a high. It's not going to be a low. I bet we're kick off. It's like 40 degrees probably with about a 10, 15 mile an hour wind, which is cold. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's not going to be terrible. But it's that's chilly. It'll be that's at mild. least chilly, maybe cold. It'll be mild compared to the last couple of weeks, though. You could get a good carry on your tortilla that's if right. you got the wind at your back that's right. at 15 miles an hour. That's right. Depends on which way it's blowing out there. So, 
Uh, anyway, it could be worse. I mean, yeah, it looks like the bad is on overnight Thursday, early Friday, and then by the time the – or oh, yeah, no, overnight Friday, early Saturday, mostly Friday. And then by the time the game rolls around Saturday night, it shouldn't be too awful. My Although, concern is really – that system moving slower than meteorologists are anticipating, and all of a sudden we have a – that's like the worst-case scenario. You know this after working with me for four years now on the You're radio. You're a pessimist? For, yeah. Uh, worst-case scenario always pops into my head at some point in time. Like, yeah, this is – What a way to live. This, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I bet I bet you're right. I bet Plank's going to have uh, Dr. Clazel on his show. Uh, today or Friday, hopefully today, and we'll get the latest weather for out there. Uh, we got to make sure the guys are good and bundled up down on the sidelines for sure. All right, break time. When we come back, uh, you know, maybe Chris Levels got some insight onto it for us. Sideline reporter for the Red Raiders joins us live next. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, four wheelers, side by sides, UTVs. Travel trailers or motorhome rentals. I 44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. My man Chris Level joining us. Um, hopefully in Lubbock. I didn't even think about the fact that we might be waking him up in Maui right now. Chris, good morning. How are you? Man, I got I got to tell you, if I was in Maui, I, you and I wouldn't be talking, man. <laughs> you got the short yeah. straw. How did you not get the trip out to Maui, man? Well, I, I was given the choice, uh, you know, back in August. But uh, I've got a daughter that's in college now for the first time. So she was going to be home all week. And so I'm probably the oh. dumbest guy in America because I chose no. to go to Ames, Iowa uh, <laughs> instead of Maui. How about that? You're a good dad. That's what you are. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it goes, man. Yeah, so I wouldn't have gotten to see her at all but uh, yeah oh my man jeff haxton's out there with the red raiders in uh, maui right now and i'm i'm stuck in love it so how about that i have not seen either one of their games i but i saw that they took one on the chin in game one and then rolled up louisville by about 40 in game two so what's uh the early season report on the basketball team yeah they're uh they're boy it's a lot different team than last year i mean and, and probably not in a good way necessarily they're they're just a lot younger and smaller they've got their best player is probably injured or one of their best players is injured right now for another six weeks so but but they're they, they play good defense and it's just uh they're just gonna be much much younger davion Harmon, a guy that you're i know you yeah. guys are very familiar with he's he's one of their best guys and if if if, if not with with him, they'd be in serious trouble because he's kind of making it go. But yeah, Louisville yesterday—that's one of the worst Power Five teams I've seen in a long time, and those poor guys are just lost. And the Red Raiders took it took advantage, but they got the uh, they got the Buckeyes uh, here in about uh, three or four hours, I guess, from now. So that that'll be, be fun. One. Yeah, that'd be a good one. All right, year one for Joey McGuire out there in Lubbock with Texas Tech football. Um, what have you thought of Joey so far this year? How have things gone for him? Well, I, I just, you know, everybody knows Joey uh, just from his, you know, because he coached at such a primo high school with a bunch of D1 athletes. Uh, so, you know, I know Coach Benables has known him, and he just knows everybody in the league because everybody recruited Cedar Hill for many years. And and um, I, I just, I, I love who the guy is. He's very genuine. He's the same guy all the time. He gets his kids to play really hard. And, 
Uh, he's just really into this thing, and it, it, I think the fan base has certainly seen uh, kind of what what he's about, and he's got everybody excited. And it, it's been a you know semi up and down year just because they've had so many quarterback injuries. But from Joey's standpoint, I mean, they've really only not been in one game, and that was because they threw five interceptions to Baylor, which that's not going to go well, uh, no matter who or or where you're playing that game. But uh, but yeah, Joe, Joey's been great, man. I'm. Uh, and, and you know this, but I, I was a big fan of Matt and uh, loved what what he was uh, what he was about, and and still talk to him. Actually, texted with him last night, and so probably going to be a weird weird deal that uh, Matt comes in with with the Sooners in his senior day, and a lot of those kids will be honored. Man, those are those are Matt's guys. Yeah, that will be an interesting side story here. Let's talk about the quarterback situation. You've played three of them this year, um, seemingly all three sometimes in the same game. Uh, Tyler Shuck went for you last time out. What do you anticipate the situation will be on Saturday? Yeah, Toby, it'll be Tyler. You know, and that, that's, that's been part of the, the frustrating aspect of this season is that they felt really good about all three guys going into the year. Tyler clearly won the job, though, and then but then injuries just start to take their toll, and you just had a hard time finding any any level of consistency, just because you're, you've got a different quarterback, uh, you know, every other week it seemed it seemed like. And uh, they, they at one point they led the country and throwing interceptions, just because you're you're trying to kind of semi change the offense and change what each guy is really good at and all that each week. And your non conference schedule was was tough against Houston and, and at NC State when they were ranked uh, really high. Uh, but t- but it'll it'll be Tyler uh, going this week, and I think they'll. I, I just makes me wonder what this team would have been able to do had Tyler been able to start and play the whole the whole way. Uh, because I think he's very smart. Uh, he's a 23 year old kid that he he's tough. He's his intelligence is what I think uh, puts him in a in a good spot, and he runs it a lot more than people uh, realize. I mean, he uh, he led the team in rushing with about 80 plus yards against Kansas a couple weeks ago. And, he ran out the ran QB power. Uh, it looked like Kansas State out there for a little bit, trying to run out the clock against uh, Iowa State, and got a first down to ice the game. Literally, by the way, because I'm still falling out from that trip to Ames. That was not smart on my part. Yeah, he's a good athlete at six five. Uh, he's he's really good. A strength and weakness. If you had to say what this team does best and what worries you the most, what would those be? Well, it's weaknesses or what. The, the turnovers have just killed this team, and if and if anything, they don't create enough and nitpicky there with Texas defense because I think they have played pretty good football this year. They just don't do a good enough job of maybe making some of those plays that can change a game and and, and creating some takeaways. Uh, they they've been just steady, and then that's the thing about this Tech team, Toby, is they're not really great at any one thing they're not just terrible at any one thing they're just solid across the board they don't have a ton of nfl type guys on offense like we're kind of used to having around here you know eric azucamo was their best guy last year and left early he's playing for the dolphins now they don't have the one guy that you can just throw it to or hand it to that's going to bail you out more often than not but they also don't really struggle in any position either uh, they're just kind of good everywhere and it, it could be any guy on any given Saturday, and then you know, defensively, they've uh, they rush the passer well. Tim Deruder, longtime coordinator and, and previous head coach, uh, he he mixes it up a lot, and I think that's where the age and experience is on this team is on that side of the ball. But there's a bunch of 
uh, fourth and fifth and sixth year guys on that side of the ball, and that they're, they're they play good football for the most part. They've gotten uh, they've given up some things too. Kansas State was a, was a bad game. Baylor was obviously a bad game for for, for this defense, but um, they're just kind of solid. And so anyway, they're maybe their their biggest strength is lack of weakness, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I'm not big into the recruiting world. I kind of pay attention to it from the periphery, but I mean, it was at least my understanding that one of the uh, hopes in going and landing Joey McGuire is that that would help in that regard because of all his connections in the state of Texas. H- have you seen that? Have we have we seen that that recruiting is going well and that's starting to pay dividends? Yeah, if you if, if people are into that, you, they're going to see Texas Tech in the you know the, near the top of the the rankings and and, and all those things. And I think he it, this is the tricky part about that thought process is that he, he has gotten a ton of high school, really good high school prospects to commit to, to Texas Tech, better than we've seen around here in the last decade. However, the game has changed a bit, and it, everybody is older, and, and if you are younger, it's by your choice, and I think there's going to need to be some patience shown here. I think he wants to build it like they did at Baylor, and that is you, you you take really good big people and you, you you're patient with them and you grow them up and then there's a payoff there and he saw it done twice in Waco uh, where they turned that thing around twice and obviously won a conference championship with that that thought process last year but you got to keep guys here you you gotta you know there's got to be a level of patience and, and all that that comes with it but as far as the the recruiting aspect yeah they they've tapped into uh, the state of Texas and they they've done well. What are uh, a couple of the most important things for Texas Tech on Saturday night to win this game in your mind, Chris? Well, I, I think they they've got to be, you know get into a rhythm on offense. You I mean that what they're best at, Toby, is this tempo uh, stuff. I mean, it, but that you've got to you've got to be able to get in a level of rhythm and get some first downs and kind of because that they put two really important drives together against Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State's defense is a pain to play against. Uh, they don't give you a whole lot, but they they went on a 96 yard and a 77 yard drive, and that was enough to, to win that one. That won't probably be enough to to win it against Oklahoma, who's a little more explosive on offense. That's an understatement because Oklahoma, I mean Iowa State's defense or offense is bad. Uh, but you know, I, I think a lot. You know, if you can get into some rhythm and, and some tempo, I think that that suits you well. That's what Tyler and these other quarterbacks have been really good at. Uh, but you know, but to do that, you, you've got to you know, you got to get some first downs. You got to avoid turnovers and things like that. Uh, otherwise, if it's just if it's repeated three and outs, you know, you're you're, you're in trouble. You can't get any flow or rhythm of the game, and uh, that's where Zach Kitley, the play caller, he kind of, you know, is like, guys, we got to get that first first down to, so we can run our tempo and things like that. But and and then just avoiding the mistakes. I mean, I, I can't emphasize it enough. I mean, it, well, I think you've thrown 16 interceptions this year, and at one point it led the country. And it's just it, it just can't they're they're not good enough to overcome those things and most teams aren't but this one specifically is not and you can't give a team like Oklahoma a bunch of extra possessions. Are you what's the weather looking like? Have you peeked ahead towards Saturday? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've got PTSD from uh, you know <laughs> standing in sixteen degree weather with five degree wind chill. I'm like, how people live in Iowa is beyond me i don't i don't get that um <laughs> i'm like this is your y'all's choice people you, you chose to live here this is i mean what, what are we doing um 
but yeah, I, I, for the first time ever on the sideline, I had uh, I had uh, heated up chicken broth. Yeah. Uh, just to try to get that. That's what they were serving everybody and hot chocolate, all that, just to keep try to keep everybody warm. I, I think it'll be it's going to be somewhere in the 40s. Uh, you know, it's not going to be too bad. They are expecting uh, some rain and snow to roll through here on Thursday and Friday. Uh, but I don't. Uh, it, it, you know, temperatures will be above freezing and all that, so it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be too bad. And, and trust me, bad. it'll feel like a tropical, tropical paradise compared to where I just came from. Are the crowds? You know, are they are they into it? Are they into Joey McGuire? Are we gonna have a good how a good crowd on Saturday night? You know, Toby, that's a great question. They, they have been. I mean, the crowds have been awesome this year. This is Thanksgiving weekend. I, I you know, this is the first mm-hmm. home game that Texas Tech will have played on a Thanksgiving uh, weekend at home since two thousand eight. Uh, and so it's been a long time since you've hosted a game on Thanksgiving weekend here at home because they were they got to where they were playing Baylor uh, on that Thanksgiving weekend at AT and T Stadium for about a decade, and they got away from that. And so you know, and then they they played in Austin on Thanksgiving weekend a, a lot uh, in recent years. So this is the first time that they'll host one. And so I, I'm not real sure what the crowd will be like. Obviously, if students are going to be there, they're going to have to come back from their holiday a bit early. So that's a great question. I'm not real sure uh, what what to expect, but the crowds typically have been uh, have been good so far this year in a, a seven game or home game season, I guess. Uh, so, and the Red Raiders are obviously what five and one at home. So, it's been fun so far. We'll see if uh, we'll see what it looks like on Saturday. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Six thirty on Saturday night. It'll be OU and Texas Tech. All right, uh, Chris. Thank you very much. Hey, we'll see you out there. Toby, keep hope alive, man. Safe travels. Uh, enjoy some uh, Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow with your family, man, and we'll uh, we'll see you this weekend. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. There you go. Chris Level, sideline reporter for the Texas Tech Radio Network. He also is the color analyst for Texas Tech basketball. And uh, as we mentioned off the top of that interview, they are a part of the Maui Classic this year. So our man Jeff Haxton is out in Hawaii right now. We'll take a break. Coming down the stretch of a Wednesday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show, live from Palm Coast, Florida, when we come back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Toby and Drake back with you Wednesday morning. Happy Thanksgiving out there, everybody. I uh, sincerely hope wherever you are listening to us today that you get to spend the next day or two or more with family, friends, good food, and that you uh, have reason to be thankful this holiday season. We here at the Ref, and I'm not trying to be corny right now, but... uh, we have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, so many great listeners, especially within the last year, that have uh, joined the Ref Army, as you call yourselves, and have uh, have made this station bigger and better than it's ever been before, and we thank you for that. And uh, excited to uh, be back with you on Friday morning. We'll talk about uh, how much we ate. We'll be here Friday. Don't forget, we'll be here on your Black Friday while you're waiting in line at Best Buy for the Nintendo, what what's the hot thing this year, Drake? What's everybody going to be waiting in line for this year? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think that PlayStation 
PS5s are still a hot item. I think that the Xbox One, those are still pretty hot items as well. What so. about Cabbage Patch Kids? Are those mm, still a thing? I don't think that. Do they make Cabbage Patch Kids still? I don't think so. I don't know, certainly, Drake. Certainly not a hot item if they are. Not as hot Whatever as Whatever you to be. do, when they open those doors, Drake, on Black Friday, don't run Rupshaw over someone. That's right. Whatever you I'll do. I'll be sure not to. Drake, what about our pet of the week? Pet of the week? Yep, absolutely. You want to do pet of the week right here? Let's do it. Okay, tell folks about our pet of the week. Uh, First off, University Animal Hospital here in Norman brings you our pet of the week uh, in conjunction with the city of Norman's animal welfare system that they have going on here. Today's pet of the week is Miracle, or how Teddy Lehman would probably pronounce it. Miracle. Miracle is an adult female spade, uh, pit bull terrier mix. She is three years old and has beautiful black coloring. She does have that. She weighs in at 60 pounds. Yeah. She is energetic and looking for her own home. You can adopt Miracle at Norman Animal Welfare Shelter. Her pet ID is 23444. Uh, also, if you're not in the Norman area, you can go to adoptapet or petfinder.com and be able to find a adoptable pet within your area as well. Uh, Miracle, I mean, they've gotten in the habit of sending us multiple pictures of all these dogs. and uh, That's right. I was going to say dogs and cats, but it's been a very long time since we've had a cat because uh, TJ and Toby, very anti-cat. Uh, collectively here on the T-Row in the morning. Well, I'm allergic, Drake. I'm allergic. You know how that goes. TJ is just anti-cat. You have reasons. TJ just doesn't like cats. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, Miracle, though, uh, she does have some beautiful black coloring. That first picture that we've got over here looks like she's got a big old grin. Like maybe uh, whoever's taking the picture, they've got a treat in their hand that she's waiting for, perhaps, or maybe a ball that they're about to throw. And then the second picture... It is definitely a candid picture of, hey, Miracle, look at the camera. And then she turns and looks, and yeah, snap goes the camera. So uh, Miracle looks like a fantastic dog. Says that, like we said already, energetic, looking for her own home. I don't know if that means um, perhaps it would be a better situation for her being the only dog. Uh, but certainly she looks like a very sweet girl looking for I think she probably likes a catch. Yeah. Probably likes a little yard to run around in maybe a little bit, get some energy out. Do you know the story behind Miracle? Do you know why her name is Miracle? Uh, She was part of that historic Miracle team on ice of Team USA. No? Nope, that's not accurate. No, no, no. Miracle actually belonged to a family that uh, lived in Turpin, Oklahoma. You know where Turpin is? No. Turpin is up up in the panhandle. Okay. Far up north. by like uh Guyman and Hooker and all those. Beaver. Right? Yeah. Up in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were uh vacationing in Broken Bow. So opposite corner of the state. Mm-hmm. You, you know who's me? from Broken Bow, right? Uh Michael Dean. That's right. And official Kelly Self. That's right. Two for two, right? And while they were on vacation in Broken Bow, they took Miracle, their, their dog, with them, who was not named Miracle at the time. His name was Chevy. She. Her name, Chevy. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
she ran away. They, you know, I don't know wh- what happened. Unfamiliar surroundings. Uh, what what situ- But they but they lost Chevy. And obviously devastating for the family. I'm sure you've been through a situation where a dog has passed away or ran away or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. It's a traumatic situation for a family. Anyway, uh, that's that. Vacation ends. They go back to Turpin. And six weeks later, guess who shows up on their doorstep? Miracle. Well, Chevy. Chevy, now known as Miracle, who found her way from Broken Bow, Oklahoma, all the way across the state onto their doorstep of her house in Turpin. How about that? Isn't that amazing? Sounds made up. Completely made that up. But mm-hmm. still, it's a great – it would be a great story, and maybe that's how that's how yeah. the dog got the name it, Miracle. It sounds like it's the makings of a Hallmark Homeward movie, Bound, I believe, perhaps. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, I, now I have yeah. seen. Yeah, just make, I it, have a, seen Homeward make Bound. it Christmas themed, and then there we go. <laughs> The point is, adopt miracle, okay? That's the point to this. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. What just happened, Drake? What just happened? Japan has just taken a 2-1 lead on Germany. Oh, my goodness. What is going on at the World Cup, Drake? Oh, my goodness. Argentina Gracious. goes down yesterday. Japan up 2-1 on Germany. Dogs and cats' heads are popping off. And no, the- we just had the pet of the yeah. week. We can't say yeah, that. that I don't know. Like wow. Man, this would now we still got about ten minutes to go here, but man, that would be something. In the Japan's pretty good, man. Minute, eighty third minute. We played Japan in uh, like lead up to the World Cup, just in a friendly, and they kicked our tails. Japan's pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, all right. Anything else about Pet of the Week? Remind folks, what do they do if they're interested in Miracle? Uh, they can go to Pet Finder or adopt a pet. Uh, be able to search for her ID number. It is, and of course, my phone locked up on me. That's never mm. happened to you during post game uh, before. Two three four 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 is Miracle's pet ID number. You can also give them a call at the Animal Welfare Shelter in the city of Norman at four zero five two nine two ninety seven thirty six. And if you don't live in the Norman area, you still want to try to find a pet out there, an adoptable pet. Go to adopt a pet or petfinder.com. Uh, pet of the week is brought to you by University Animal Hospital and Dr. John Otto, who also is uh, the personal vet. He of, fights bears. Uh, he does not fight bears, but he is the official vet of Penny Dykin. Uh, so. what did he, I thought he fought a bear. Didn't he do something crazy like that in, uh, in Alaska one time? Sure. I think he wrestled, fought, ran from a bear, jumped off a cliff, fought a bear. There's some story about him in a in the now, wilderness. Now, does this go back to the day that Revenant? you guys uh, had him on the air? Or is this something that you're making up again? No, uh, th- th- no. We, this we talked about this with him when he was on the air. Okay. This no, is, this uh, is not. This was the same day that we got the uh, bat in a hundred. I uh, can't remember whoa. the story, but it's amazing, and it has to do with a bear. Okay. So uh, TJ, have, when he gets back from his Mexican Thanksgiving vacation, he'll remember all the details. I'm sure I've got Penny's uh, senior exam coming up. I'll be sure to ask him whenever we have. Oh, that, so. she's studying up for that. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, she's good hitting luck the books hard. Yeah, good luck to now. I had forgotten that 
well, I never, I just didn't think about the fact that it's Thanksgiving weekend when we're out in Lubbock. Uh, Chris Level telling us, you know, he's not sure what the crowd's going to be like out there. And so there's a possibility, Drake, that instead of, you know, 15,000 Texas Tech students cursing at us, flipping us off, and throwing things at us, that there's only five or 6,000 of those. So maybe it's not going to be quite as uh, hostile of an environment in Lubbock. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they don't go anywhere for Thanksgiving there. It's a long ways from anywhere, so maybe it'll still be packed. But I didn't think about that before. So be interesting to see if it impacts the environment or not. We need a break. A massive upset in the making at the World Cup. We'll update you when we come back. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Final segment on a Wednesday morning, Thanksgiving Eve morn. Toby and Drake back with you, and we welcome in now Chris Plank. For the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Good morning, Plank. What's up, T-Row? How are you? I'm good. How are you today, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready for this upset that is four and a half minutes away from happening in the World Cup. I still, still don't know how Japan got two goals because whenever I left to come in, it was 1-0. So was there just a flurry of activity or something? Missed the first goal. Second one was an unbelievable play uh, down the right side. This guy... Made a catch with his foot and banged it in. That was crazy. But, yeah, I don't know how they got the first goal. It was 1-0 forever and then bang, bang. So we could have back-to-back days of Argentina and Germany getting upset. Not complaining. Should have been potentially two-zip Germany, but they got called um, for being offsides on what was – and, again, not going to sit here and pretend to suddenly be a – rules expert on on soccer, but my man appeared to be not just kind of offsides, like ridiculously offsides, <laughs> like like the kind of offsides where you wonder what the officials were looking at and why it had to go to review. You know those kind of plays, yeah. Toby. Yeah. Catches yeah. in football, it's like, really, we're having to go to review on this whenever the guy dropped the ball right in front of you? So, yeah. Good Got his money's uh, worth on that offsides. <laughs> That's right. Now, Plank. Yes. Are you weather aware – for Friday. Yes. Okay. Somebody suggested earlier today that the southern route might be better. I know you have a history with the southern route, so I'll leave that up to you, but just making sure you're weather aware. I always take the southern route. Uh, okay. The I didn't, the I didn't know if you were – I didn't know if – because that one time we had a thing. Yeah, I wrecked. I flipped so I a car five I times. I didn't know if you were like had you know PTSD going that way or not. So. Oh, I do. We, but we, it's the fastest. The thing about this, too, is that somebody earlier this week, I can't remember who it was at the station, cautioned against using the southern route on the way back. Oh, because, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, we're not uh, taking the southern route yeah, on the way yeah, back. Because you don't want to go that way at night. No, yeah. because especially during uh, – it's still deer season, so could potentially I, be bad. Deer season, for sure, but – any time of year, I would not go that way because it's just. You sure we just can't a, just get a hotel room in Amarillo or something? 
It's a zoo. Like, every animal that God created lives in that part of Texas. And is, like, and standing so, right by the side of the road after yeah. dark. So, yeah. Just waiting for some headlights to come along. Okay, there's a headlight. I'm going to jump in front no, of No, we're coming car. home, Chris. Listen, we're going to be filled with adrenaline after a Sooner victory. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do the get out of Dodge post game plan, so we're gonna get out of there fairly quickly. Okay, and you and I are gonna just chop it up. Beautiful on the way home for five. I'm hours. cool with that. I'm cool with that. Listen to sports radio, maybe find a podcast. Andrew Shepard ta- will sleep and just scroll through Twitter for all five hours. It'll be great. Well, honestly, maybe Plank and I'll take turns taking naps too. But we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna get home. We're yeah. gonna get home. I am. Uh, I'm really excited uh, about what Chris Level was saying with the crowd because this has been a setting where I've heard some of the worst things I've ever said by a yeah. fan base. Right. Literally the worst. And I, again, that's not to basically chastise or criticize every single tech fan out there because I know one person or a couple of people don't represent everyone, but it's, it's literally the worst. So whenever I heard that, I was like, okay, that's a, that's a little bit better. I mean, we were sharing stories with Joe John Finley just about some of the, you know, nightmare moments. I got, I got hit in the head by a, a line, one of the chain guys that was playing catch on our sidelines before the game the last time we went, and he was hammered. So yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it's quite an experience. So I'm, I'm, you, I'm hoping it'll be better. If you took a poll of all. 10 Big 12 teams. Who has the most foul-mouthed fan base? Texas Tech. No question. Texas Tech would win a unanimous, unanimous vote because even Texas Tech would vote for their own That's right. fan base. It would be a yeah, sense with of pride. pride. <laughs> yeah, with pride. Chris, have a great show today. Have a happy Thanksgiving, You bud. too, Toby, to you and the fam, man. Drake, have a happy Thanksgiving, bud. Both of them. Same to you, T-Row. Uh, th- listeners out there, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. We'll be back with you on Friday morning. Have a great rest of, your, rest of your Wednesday, too, everybody. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.